0: Dateline, 12th of March, 2023. Well, good day, folks. Welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 741. Now, Grant, I think I'm finally getting my voice back after Avalon. I've been a little bit <laughs> scratchy and croaky the last few weeks. I think I may have just talked a little bit too much, breathed in too much dust and airshow stuff.
1: Well, fortunately you didn't get the dreaded lurgy. Uh, there were a few people we know who got uh, COVID at the air show, but we managed to avoid it thankfully.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a sticker. I went to this stinking air show and all I came back with was
1: was a case of COVID. Oh no. Oh well, be a bumper hey, if you're sticker you're a, that. I think I think you might be right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, great. We've got, a, we've got a few things to talk about here this week, mate, and uh, I think the first one, probably the biggest news-wise this week, aviation-wise in Australia, is that the, the ATSB, the uh, Australian Transport Safety Bureau, has released a preliminary report into the collision on the Gold Coast a month or two back of the, uh, the two helicopters
1: at SeaWorld there. That's right, mate. Back in January, uh, very tragic. uh, One coming down to land on a a pad and the other one coming up off a different pad. And sadly, they both collided. Uh, One just plummeted to the ground and the other one was able to uh, do a couple of orbits and come down on the sandbar next to the, the other's wreckage. But the preliminary report? is just that preliminary. It's facts. What they've been able to gather so far from eyewitness reports, video on board and on the ground, uh, all that kind of stuff. So they've got information together, but they don't have anything in there about, oh, this was the cause or anything like that. It's just the facts, Jack.
0: Yeah, it's more really, as you say, grand a summary and signifying uh, probably some key areas that the ATSB is looking to investigate as this inquiry goes on. Um, I think we would have mentioned uh, at the time when we covered this that the full report is going to take many, many, many months before it comes out, probably a year or two even before we we really know what happened. Uh, They are noting here that they are in... or they are signalling here at least that they're looking at the uh, communications or perhaps lack thereof between the aircrafts. They're not saying that that, um, the standard and required... Uh, radio communications and and bear in mind too that this is uncontrolled airspace that they were operating in but still um, radio procedures they're not saying they didn't happen the question is if they did happen perhaps well how come you know one helicopter wasn't aware that the other one had made that call so those are things that are going to come out hopefully in the fullness of time
1: Exactly, exactly. Also of interest, they've got a uh, 3D rendering of a pilot's view inside the uh, Eurocopters in question. So they're actually able to put those aircraft in the positions they were in with the ability to see what the pilot would have seen. So that's going to go a long way to uh, indicating, because apparently some of the onboard video from the passengers in the helicopter above was actually showing the aircraft, but it's possible the pilot wasn't able to see it due to the direction it was coming up to them from.
0: Yeah, so as, as Grant mentioned, it is a preliminary report. It's, it's certainly not the full one, and uh, it was a, a very, very tragic accident. And um, we we all want to know, obviously, what happened and why it happened, so that we can uh, improve things and make sure, as as, as yeah. is always the case with such things like this, what can we learn from it, and how can we mitigate the risk of it happening again in the future?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But hey, uh, going a little bit further north from the Gold Coast, where that accident tragically occurred, uh, there's an island off uh, Brisbane called Stradbroke Island, Stratty. also known as Stratty. Yay, Yay good old Stratty! And uh, mate, it's some. Somebody set up this really cool concept that I, I just, uh, as soon as I read it, I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And your comment was, we have to interview them because they're called brewery. Yes. And right up your alley, parts- my friend. Right up your oh, alley. Oh, totally. I could imagine it. You flying, me drinking. Hello. Right. <laughs> Just like doing a car trip now, really? Oh, pretty much. Um, yeah. But yeah, you fly out of Archerfield and they fly you over North Stradbroke Island, and you're actually consuming some of the, a couple of the beers from Straddy Brewing Company. And uh, then you actually get to land on North Stradbroke Island and go and have lunch and a few more beers at the actual brewery itself. And then you can jump on the ferry and come back and get your own way back, or you can you know, pay a bit extra and have the aircraft stick around, and then they'll actually fly you back to Brisbane. I think this is brilliant.
0: Now, there's only one caveat that I'd put on this, Grant, and that is, of course, um, how... Plush is the aircraft interior because you know, I actually think that I'd want it to be very, very basic and easily cleanable. Because just imagine if you get someone who's not really, you know, au fait with flying in a light aircraft and you uh, take them up and get them half tanked. Well, that may not be a good outcome for those who have to clean said
1: aircraft. I'm just saying. Well, mate, it's only three cans one's a lager. Oh, my goodness, three
0: cans, I'd be out of my ear.
1: Well, like I said, one's a pale ale, one's a lager, and the other's a uh, pilsner. So if there's a couple of you on board sharing the uh, can each, I mean, really, dude, even you wouldn't be that far gone on the equivalent of one can of lager.
0: Sounds like a very dodgy proposition to me, my friend.
1: <laughs> hey, I did see sheepskin in the photo. So, um, yeah, I think we've got to give this a whirl, mate. Absolutely. We certainly have to check it out. If
0: you want to check it out, stratty brewery tours, it's a bit weird.com.au. And uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. In the show week. notes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Where you can uh, just click on it rather than have to pronounce it like I just tried three times. Anyhow, <laughs> Grant, uh, moving on to this last story here and uh flicking from something that you like to drink to something that I drink way too much of, and that's coffee. It looks like, uh, according to this headline, in. This The uh, new daily, it says, more flying coffees forecast as Google to expand drone tech. Well, flying coffees, that could be also a
1: very bad proposition for my ever skyrocketing blood pressure grant. I know, right? You wouldn't even have to get up from the edit desk to get your next coffee. It would just be, I mean, I'm sure you could train one of the dogs to bring it in from the backyard. Oh, that's a very good idea. I would never thought of that. (laughs) Ha ha! But yes, so... Google Wing have been doing some trials in California with self-loading drones and now they're about to do it here in Australia over the next, I think it's the next year or so and they've already been operating in Canberra and in parts of Brisbane where they have done thousands of deliveries of uh, such goodies as coffee, food and light groceries. All right, so we could delete the light groceries. Who needs those?
0: Food? Well, maybe. But coffee, you say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very interested (laughs) in coffee. You had me at coffee.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently, Wing has delivered more than 330,000 packages in Australia since 2017. So, yeah. Yeah, you had them at coffee, folks. You heard it here first, Steve, new client as soon as they open up in the uh, right area of Melbourne. So, get on that, Wing. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, that's all the news we have for this week. We thought what we
0: might do just to give a sample of uh, some of the coverage that we we did at uh, Avalon while we were there. Uh, Grant, I actually uh, do a little bit of work in news media these days, as some people know, and uh, here's a couple of samples of some reports that I filed for Australian independent radio news during that week. RAAF's F 35 fighter is without doubt the star of the flying displays here at Avalon, with Defence keen to show some of its impressive high and low speed handling capabilities. Development of the program is ongoing, and Program Director for Lockheed Martin, Stephen Over, has told used the delivery program for the aircraft, both here in Australia and more widely, is gaining momentum.
1: Uh, 60 of them have been delivered to, uh, to Australia, with 12 more to come. And we forecast over the life of the program, as we look out 30, 40 years from now, a total program number that Will probably approach at least 4,000.
0: At the Australian International Air Show, I'm Steve Fisher for Air News. Day three of the air show sees further displays of high-tech military hardware, but it's not all about the big stuff. The Defence Force's miniature drone racing tent is said to be a big hit as gates open to the general public. Wing Commander Kieran Joyce has told Air News it's a great way for the Defence Force to engage with young people. Kids love drone racing. And for the public days at the last air show, the grandstand was packed. Uh, All the kids love watching the action. They love watching the pilots rebuilding their aeroplanes. They love watching the crashes. So we went bigger this time. And gates open to the public here at Avalon from midday tomorrow. At the Australian International Air Show, Steve Vischer for Air News. Well, there you go, mate. Crikey, that that guy sounds really professional. We should give him a job here.
1: I know, right? Uh, Mate, he could actually improve the quality of aviation reporting in the mainstream media. There'll be way less blowmaster awards. Absolutely. Now, Grant, in that F-35
0: report, there is a bit of a magic of radio moment and uh, we might just put Ah. it out there for our listeners. We won't say what it is, but let's see if anybody can pick what it is in that F-35 report and... Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, perhaps if people send in uh, some emails to Max, and they
1: can tell him what they think it is, and we'll we'll judge the responses for the following Australian news desk. Well, that means they've got a month to do it because I'm doing the Benalla Air Show next weekend, and you're busy driving trains. So who knows when we're going to get to do it? Hint: do it quick. It's probably only going to be a
0: week. Yes, that's exactly right. Now. The finishing touches are being put on the uh, relaunch episode of Playing Crazy Down Under, and I'm pretty hopeful that uh, we'll have that launched probably within the next week or so. So mm-hmm. please make sure that your, uh, your RSS feed is updated in your podcatcher to make sure it picks up our new feed. We'd really appreciate it, and uh, we'll certainly
1: be sure to let you know
0: when that comes out. But until then, well, I guess i better go away and do some more editing. I'm Steve Vischer.
1: And I'm Grant McCarran. Steve, mate, sorry, I, I, the real reason I can't do next week is because I'm, I'm going up to Stratty for a beer.
0: Go as if I didn't guess that already.